Welcome to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with John Balserac. John has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and has dedicated his business career to helping families accomplish their financial goals by focusing on their core values, which involve balance and clarity of all four asset classes, financial, intellectual, social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies. And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balzerak, with A4 Wealth Advisors and my co-host, Tony Shore. And today's topic of our show for our listeners out there is going to be financial tips for the new year. And as we enter 2017, there's a lot of new and exciting things happening. We have a new president getting inaugurated into the White House and... Uh, you know, everybody has their New Year's resolutions, others to lose weight, make more money, be a better husband, be a better spouse. So we're going to talk today about financial tips and what people can do to start the year off right. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a great topic for today's show, John, and I'm excited about this one. But before we get into it, I want to let you know I'm really excited to be here and I want to thank you for having me on your radio show once again. And this is fun each week getting together and talking to the folks out there. I, it's really great. Absolutely. And no, we enjoy having you, Tony. You're a great asset to the team here. And um, I think we've got good chemistry and our listenership has been growing. So we, we thank you too. We'll turn that right around. And, you know, as we get in here to New Year's resolutions, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about goal setting. And the funny thing is that a lot of times, you know, as, as you enter the second or third week of January, <laughs> a lot of these things fall off. You know, people yeah. have good intentions right after Christmas. They say they're going to do this. And then by the third week in January, then they, the life gets back in the way and they kind of go back into their old habits. So we want to help our listeners out there today not do that and, you know, really make some positive changes this year for their lives their spouse's lives, their children's lives, their grandkids' lives, so that they can make the right decisions that are going to affect them long-term so that they can reach their financial goals. Yeah. And th and that's really important. You're right. I mean, <laughs> we're all guilty of it probably, but I know I've made uh, New Year's resolutions in the past, and uh, a lot of them do end up falling by the wayside about this time of year. Uh, you know, you get uh, three, four weeks into January. Uh, but you really need to set financial goals for the new year and utilize this as a, a fresh start to really uh, tackle and save money, tackle your finances and get a financial plan and a retirement plan in place. And you're just the guy to help us with that today, John. And this sounds like a great topic. So where do we begin? Well, Tony, I think it's important to first discuss your goal setting uh, and your expectations. You know, you know, whenever something goes wrong in the financial services industry, as far as a, an advisor or a client, it's typically because expectations were not set on either side or they were not realistic. And I think we need to scrap the old version uh, of New Year's resolutions. And I'm really talking about the typical year-end review where you beat yourself up, um, you know, over all the mishaps and then promise that the next year you're going to have this perfect vision of yourself. <laughs> 
And and what if this year uh, we decided to take a realistic approach and focus on consistency rather than perfection? You know, I, I definitely like Vince Lombardi, and he, he made some great statements. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do think that you, in, in the game of life, you have to also be realistic. And when we take small steps and adopt realistic long-term behavioral changes, we can move effectively to stick to our game plan because it makes no sense. You know, I've got people that, you know, and I do like working out, and some people come in, I say the first week in January, they they just get medieval in the gym and then they get so sore after the first week, I never see them again, you know, <laughs> rather than coming with a slow and consistent plan to sure. build up their muscles and, sure. and be able to heal properly and then, you know, make effective gains in the gym. Uh, you just can't go all at it and then, you know, be let down. So I, this is kind of the philosophy that we're going to talk today uh, to our listeners about on today's show. Well, that's a great analogy and that makes perfect sense. So how should we go about setting our financial goals? Um, you know, I think it can help to look at it like you were training for a marathon. You know, I've actually done several triathlons. And, you know, if you oh, decided wow. to sign up for a marathon, uh, you would never hop out of bed and try to run 26.2 miles unless you're crazy. <laughs> right. And, you know, you want to have a heart attack. Um, right. So for most of us, you know, that simply was not going to work, you know, and you're going to suffer the consequences. So most of us are going to start at a slower pace maybe walking a significant amount at first then gradually jogging and then building stamina to eventually help train and run that entire race at a, at a good pace and you know i think the same thing when it comes to your financial life uh, if you have financial big dreams listen i'm not telling any listener out there to, to lower your dreams we want you to have big dreams but you got to break them up into many goals you know uh, you know, you don't eat an elephant in one bite. You break it up into small bites. And if you start small and then move bigger as you get more and more comfortable, I see that as a realistic game plan. And, you know, meet with an advisor that has a fiduciary responsibility that you can like and trust. That's got a long track record of success in working with clients. And you can start to build a foundation. And you want to build a foundation on rock or steel, not sand. That can be washed away. So these are some of the things that we're going to talk to you today about the show, Tony, and hopefully give people the right foundation so they can stay consistent and then build on those long-term results. Yeah, that sounds great. And and uh, that really makes sense. Now, going off of that, what you're talking about there, John, how big of goals would you recommend we make? You know, I think the best plan is to spend most of your time focusing on one financial goal. Uh, obviously, you can work toward paying off debt, which is great. Uh, saving for retirement, for our, you know, saving for your kid's education. But if you really want to make your financial life better, you may want to focus on one area at a time. You know, I, I know that a lot of people, they get pulled in so many different directions. And you've heard, you know, you can be the master, what is it, the jack of many or master of one? I forget that. that <laughs> uh, something like that. Jack of all trades, master of jack none. Exactly. So if you're a jack of all trades and master of none, you know, you're going to be mediocre at best at everything. And I think that when it comes to financial planning, especially for those that are, you know, within 10 years of retirement or already retired, you need to set realistic goals. That's going to be the, you know, the goal that you're going to set. I'm going to retire at X age with X amount of income um, and be focused on that. Now, this also, uh, we can focus on uh, debt, for example, or paying off your credit cards. I know that according to a 2016 
uh, Repayment Concentration and Consumer Motivation to Get Out of Debt study by Boston University, those who focused their repayments on one card paid more of their debt down than those who spread the payments across all their cards. And I don't know if it's the psychology behind it, but you know, once the one is paid off, then you can double up on the second, then you can triple up on the third, and so on and so forth. And not only that, a recent study done by Hello Wallet found that people who paid off their small balances first had a stronger sense of progress than those who had to, you know, spread it out over many payments and many cards. And it's just a psychology, you know, first thing in the morning when you get up, you could pray, you could meditate, you could think about good things of the day and just get and have small wins. And if you have small wins, that can lead to bigger wins. I think that, you know, so many people out there take on so many things all at the same time, they don't feel like they're winning. And, you know, this is a way that you can stay focused. And I think that that kind of perception of winning, even if it's one small win at a time, is going to motivate you to continue, you know, focusing on that goal, whether it's paying down debt or, you know, getting to a certain number as far as your retirement nest egg, getting to a certain college number for your kids. And maybe break those down individually and start having little wins every single day. And I think that's just a better philosophy because I think it's more realistic for, for many people listening out there today. Yeah, that makes sense. And I like the concept of paying off the small card first so then you can take the money you were paying toward that and double up on the next card and triple up on the next card until your debt is paid off. Yeah, uh, and, then or, you could tr and then you could quadruple up on the mortgage if you yeah. wanted to. You know, there's just a lot of things you could do. Yeah, that's great. But you see your progress, Tony. You know, it's like if you go to the gym and you just really don't work out that hard or you don't change your diet, for example, and you don't see results, you know, when the alarm clock goes off at 536, you're going to stop hitting it or getting up, you know, because yeah. people want to see results. Yep. Yeah, and if we you all work do. hard at something, whether it's a financial goal or it's a, a fitness goal, you know, those results make you work that much harder. So this is a way to make small wins and, you know, build a plan through small wins and then just keep getting better at whatever it is you're, you're focusing on. That's great. Great advice. And I can see how that reward of paying it off one at a time would be more encouraging than constantly being in debt with multiple accounts. So what's another tip you have for us? Yeah, I think that another important part of accomplishing your financial goals for the year is relying on your environment to help you out. And I know how people find that putting their their workout clothes by the front door motivates them to work out more. And the same concept can apply for your financial goals. Uh, you can use your surroundings to help trigger healthy financial behaviors. Uh, it also helps to limit your exposure to high risk situations and create reminders for yourself of your resolutions. Um, you know, if you drive by the mall on your way home from work, and you find yourself continuously tempted to spend there, consider taking a different route or eliminate that trigger from everyday life. And you know, that could just be like your social group. Some some social groups are, are healthy and some are not healthy. Yeah. And maybe you need to change your environment there. Uh, maybe you need to get around people that have saved money that are debt free, that are millionaires, you know? They say if you want to become a millionaire, the first thing you should do is just find one and do what they do. I mean, it sounds so simple. Yeah, you know. A lot of the people that you may hang out with are a lot broker than you, and they might complain a lot more than you, and you wonder why you stay in that circumstance. So I think that if you can change your environment, uh, a lot of good can come from that. Um, I've had people, you know, I tell them to cut up all the credit cards, you know, just, just keep one for emergencies. I use one, but I pay it in full every month, 
and I get a lot of free airline miles, so I use it responsibly. But if you have access to 10 cards, and you, you probably will use them. So maybe you cut them all up at one, and then start that pay down plan where you focus on the smallest one first and just build from there. You know, the smallest, highest interest one first would make the most sense. But again, small wins moving in the right direction. Yeah. And not that you have to take such drastic measures, but you know, whatever you have to do in order to help you remove the temptation of spending, you know, I would consider that. You know, we just came off the holidays and so many people right now are stressed out because they didn't have discipline in December or November. And, you know, you don't have to put yourself in that position. I know a lot of people out there that do that. They just figure they got to spend so much. And you don't have to do that. And if you can eliminate the temptation by removing, you know, the temptation or changing the environment, that helps people. Yeah, that's great advice. Now, unfortunately, our time is up for this first segment, John. Is there anything you'd like to share before we take a quick break? Yeah, just for listeners out there, listen, setting goals and having high goals and expectations is terrific. But I think if you can make consistent goals that you know that you can do every day and build off them, you know, that's more realistic and more consistent long term. If you don't have a financial coach and you need a financial coach, give us a call toll free at 1-855-260-7361. Again, 855-260-7361. We would love to help build a plan for you and coach you. Because a lot of people need a coach. I mean, I, I work out great by myself, but when I have a trainer, they push me to the next level. They push me to a level that I normally would not do on my own. So that is why coaching is so important in business. It's, it's important for professional athletes, and it's important, in my opinion, for, for your finances. Yeah. And, you know, uh, our clients look at us as their financial coach. So give us a call toll-free, 855-260-7361. Got a lot of stuff that we give away at our complimentary consultation that's going to help you build a financial, a better financial future. All right. Well, thanks, John. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more from John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors here on Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies. Losing a spouse can be devastating. When it occurs, there's a whirlwind of emotions and decisions that need to be made. The last thing you want to do is worry about your finances. At A4 Wealth Advisors, we focus on helping women and making life transitions a little bit easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide titled, The Top Six Things Every Woman Should Do Before the Death of Their Spouse. Give our office a call today at A4 Wealth Advisors and we'll be happy to send you a free copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help but make it a lot simpler. Visit us today at A4Wealth.com. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, the man with a plan, John Balserac from A4 Wealth Advisors. And John, to dive right back into this, uh, what's another financial tip that you have for us for this new year? Yeah, another thing that you can help uh, or help you accomplish your New Year's goals for 2017 is to track your progress. You know, and I always tell people, don't expect what you don't inspect. <laughs> okay? Yep. And it's critical. I mean, if you never look at your checkbook, you don't look how much you're saving, don't expect it just to grow on its own. You know, if you have a rental property and you haven't been over there in three years, it might not be there. It might be burned to the ground. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to inspect to expect, okay? And that's what tracking is all about. You know, we're constantly tracking our, our, our customer service and 
making sure that our you know we're doing everything we can for our clients. We're constantly tracking the growth of our company. You know, I I almost want to say I'm a little bit fanatical about that because you need to have a pulse on it. You know, I have some people that say, well, I stick it in a drawer and never look at it again. Well, well, if you do that, you know, you don't expect great things and unless a miracle happens. You know, so I think that, um, you know, set up some some things in your life that you can track. You know, today they have like these Fitbits and they have all these different kind of cool watches that it tracks your steps, it tracks your calories. And man, if you can get on a diet where you take in less calories than what you burn, I promise you, you're going to see results. You're going to lose weight. Yep. You know, now if you have no idea how many calories you're burning a day and you have no idea how many calories you're eating a day, you're just winging it. Well, I got news for you. You know, people come in our office all the time at 60, 65, and they don't have anything but social security. And it's because they wung it. Um, don't wing it, you know. And even if you haven't saved and you're late getting to the game as far as saving, start now. Get serious now. And take small steps, you know, but you have to get serious about the plan and having a way to track it. And that goes with everything, whether it's, you know, paying off your credit cards, putting, you know, X amount into your emergency fund each month, you know, saving so much of your 401k or in IRAs or any kind of qualified plans. You have to track it. And, you know, you should meet with your advisor at least probably twice a year. You know, quarterly, I think, can sometimes be too much because some market volatility may make you hit the, the panic button when you shouldn't. But maybe check on those things twice a year. Uh, as far as where everything's at, you know, are, are these accounts in the right place? Are they growing? Am I taking too much risk? Do I have too much in safe money? Well, you should be able to evaluate that every six months um, and just make sure that you're moving towards your goal. Well, and that that's key. So I can imagine how seeing your progress would motivate you. It would motivate me to really stick to it and stick with your resolution. Uh, what else can we do to stay motivated, John? You know, I think it helps to have some personal accountability, you know, and this, you know, I, I go back to the gym because it just applies to so many things in life. But um, if I have a trainer, then, I, then I'm accountable to that person. And let's just suppose you can't afford a trainer. You say, well, John, it's not in my budget. Go get a friend that also needs to lose weight or look better and have them work out with you. And now you have an accountability partner that you don't have to pay. But, you know, if your alarm goes off at 5.30s and so does theirs and you meet at the gym at 6, you may stand yourself up, but you're not going to stand them up. Okay, so this is a way that we build accountability. You know, if, if I'm your financial advisor, I'm going to be your financial coach. I'm going to tell you like it is. If you're not saving enough, I'm going to tell you you're not saving enough and you're going to have a mundane retirement. I'm going to say that you're spending too much. You know, you, sometimes you have to have the hard talk because you need to hear it. So I think having an accountability partner... In whatever area of your life it is, whether it's uh, your health, your, uh, you know, uh, a person, a trainer at the gym or a financial coach like us to keep, you know, the areas in your life. You may have a spiritual uh, counselor. You know, you may have a relationship with your pastor or you might have a, a peer group at your church that you meet with once a week or that you, that keeps you on track there for your spiritual life. So. I think having those kinds of accountabilities to make sure that we stay on task and we have balance is critical. And the more that you're around the, the right kind of people that are where you want to be, whether it's in your financial life, your fitness life, your spiritual life, you're going to grow in that direction. And then the opposite applies. You know, if you're going to be if you're going to be with someone that hasn't worked out in 20 years, 
and, and goes to McDonald's three times a day, that's, that's not a good environment because if you're with them a lot, you're going to eat at McDonald's too. Right. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think we all <laughs> get, get caught up in that trap and that's a great point. Something that we don't think about. These are some great tips. Now, how can people keep themselves on track? You know, one of the benefits of living in today's world is technology. And, you know, we spend a lot of time and money on, you know, developing what's called a generational vault for our clients. And we can monitor all their investments accounts, whether they're here at our firm or even elsewhere at a local bank or even another advisor every day. And if they have a smartphone or a tablet or a computer, they can see it every day, you know? Now, sometimes I don't recommend you look at it every single day because you, you micromanage it, but you can see that it's organized and you can see that it's moving in the right direction. And again, those little wins get you excited, they get you motivated, they get you focused. So you can automate paying all your bills, okay? So you don't have to worry about that anymore, but you know that they're paid. You can automate overpaying the bills. So you're accelerating the debt. You know, going back to what I was saying, paying off this credit card than the next one. So technology is a phenomenal tool if you use it correctly because I know that I'm a busy person. So I set up a lot of these things, Tony, on autopilot. You know, I make uh, extra mortgage payments, but I don't physically do it. I just set it up and then it does it for me. So that I know that if, you know, if we have a 30-year mortgage and you're making one extra payment a year or two extra payments a year, depending upon what you could afford, you know, you could pay off that mortgage in eight to 12 years. And, you know, that's exciting. But again, I put it on autopilot. I let technology do it. How about saving? You know, I tell people every time, pay yourself first. Because if you don't pay yourself first, Tony, you'll never pay yourself last. Yeah. So point. for the listeners out there that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. If you pay yourself first, you're not going to go by the mall and buy that Armani suit because now the money is in your 401k. It's in, your, it's in a savings account. You can't spend it. But if you try to pay yourself last and you impulse buy, then you can't save. So again, you can automate paying yourself first. So automation is great. Of course, we have a phenomenal tool that tracks it all. Mm -hmm. And you know, every if you can look at your net worth once a quarter and it's going up, man, you're like, hey, I'm on track. And that makes you feel good. And the psychology behind that is once you start moving in that direction, you wanna do more of it. So I think that for listeners out there, if you don't have a sense of organization and things are not pulled together, uh, give our office a call toll free at 855-260-7361 and get, up, get set up on our generational vaults and we'll show you how to use this as a phenomenal tool to build and grow your wealth and be organized. John, you've been telling us about New Year's financial resolutions, how to set them, how to make these goals, and so you've been sharing tips to help us accomplish them. And uh, you've shared quite a few tips and tricks for how to set the right goals for yourself and most importantly, how to stick with them. Do you have any other tips for us that you can think of? Yeah, I have a couple other tips that I really like to tell our clients. You know, one of them is the idea of a no spend weekend. Um, when we have time outside of work, we often like to spend more money than we should. And don't get me wrong, um, I'm all for necessary time away to do things. You know, spe you know, spending time with family or people that you love, it's invaluable. But have you ever considered how much you spend on weekends in general? You know, and I'm talking to some people that really I know that overdo it. You know, how much do you spend on extra food, entertainment, dining out, or traveling? Uh, you know, many people are modest spenders during the week, but they splurge on the weekends. 
which which can sometimes undo their work earlier in the week. Now, people say, well, John, should I save everything? No, you need to have balance because you don't know how long you're going to be on this earth. But I see people that spend it all today, save none for tomorrow, or they're the opposite. They're just so tight they spend no money ever, even once they have a few million dollars and they won't take their spouse out to dinner. So you need to be in the middle. You need to have balance and look at how you're spending your money and see if there's an area that you can cut back. There's a lot of things Mm. that we want, but that we do not need. And especially for people that are on lower incomes, you know, you really need to tighten your belt in some areas. And, you know, I've had school teachers walk in here, Tony, that made 35, 40,000 a year and have $2 million. They just learn to live a lot cheaper and save the majority. And I've got folks that walk in here that made multiple six figures and don't have very much to show for it over a 30 year work span because they lived all for today. So, you know, hopefully, you know, if you're listening out there today, you could, you know, tell yourself which category you're in. But look at your, if you put everything on a credit card each month, you know, you can divide up your spending and just find out how you can budget and put a budget together and try to stay consistent with that budget. And I think that's a great way. You know, entertainment, there's a lot of free things you can do. There's a lot of free concerts. There's free events all over the place. You just Google your, your, where you are, where you live. And you can Google free family events, and there's a ton of them. And that's a great way to save some money, but still spend quality time with your family. So that's another tip out there for people uh, that, again, want to save money, want to budget. And again, the reason you do that is to put more away. So then at the end of of 2017, you're like, wow, we still had a great family life, but man, we saved an extra $5,000. Well, now that's going to compound for the next 20 years. So that's going to equal a big number down the road. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's going to be huge. So um, I think that's a, a great point you're making. Um, it's easy to overlook how much we do spend on our days off. I know I hardly spend anything during the week, but weekends, sometimes I go crazy. Yeah. You know, I, listen, I believe that people need to decompress. Um, if you're a doctor, lawyer, even in this business, there's a lot of stress. And yeah. a lot of people have stress in whatever job that they do. And it's okay to decompress and people need time away, but you can sometimes do it, do that without overdoing it. Right. And, you know, I have, I have a friend that's a couponer and I've never done this, but I've never seen a person actually buy groceries and get money back. Some people know how to do that. But if there's anything that you could do to, to make a list of your essential things and then maybe find ways like you can do the free concert, or do the free fair or something that, you know, is not going to be, so cost prohibitive that it it takes away from the, the fact that you're not spending during the week so you can hit your goals faster long term that's a better deal so yeah. just look at that and again you know don't expect but you don't inspect you need to inspect how you're spending your money and yeah. that is something that you could do on a monthly basis okay unlike your portfolio where you can look at it maybe twice a year or even quarterly you know i think budgeting is something you look at it every month because i do see a lot of people that spend way too much money yeah yeah, it's true. Well, these are all great points. This has been a great show. Do you have any last bit of advice to help somebody get on track uh, if they get off track with their finances? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is finding a financial coach, you know, and, you know, we've been co- coaching families and businesses now for 20 plus years. So we get it, you know, and we're not going to say, hey, live a, a completely mundane life so that 30 years from now you have a ton of money. That doesn't make sense either, but you need to have balance and you need to have a track to run on. 
And, you know, as a certified financial planner, we build a plan. We're not just going to try to sell you a financial product. Anybody could sell you a financial product that's licensed in our business, but to have a well thought out plan that has accountability and that, you know, gives you a track to run on, that's how you're going to grow. And if you're listening out there today and you say, you know what, that's exactly what I need to do, then give us a call. Give us a call toll free at 855-260-7361. Again, 855-260-7361. Our appointment process is 100% complimentary. You will never pay a dime for our second opinion. You can also go to our website at www.a4, that's letter A numeric for wealth.com. We have a whole learning library on our website. And if you don't want to pick up the phone, you can schedule an appointment through our web portal. So hopefully uh, our listeners got a lot of value out of today's show. Do set uh, great goals for 2017. Try to make them so they're consistent and they're achievable so that you can get long-term results. Thank you for listening to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Call 888-949-7475 or visit their website at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. John Balserzak and A4 Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.